You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. times and bad, in lockdowns and times of uh, mass travel, in pandemics and times of, uh, you know, just perfect weather, regardless as to what is going on in the world, if you have the opportunity, you should go out and see it. Some people think that travel is a waste of time. I, I, I remember somebody I went to high school with, he's like, why would I want to go to the Grand Canyon or go to Paris? I can just go ahead and look at a picture. I really do wonder what that person made of his life because that must be a very dull and dismal existence. Um, it, it, it's sad. And right now what we're seeing is with all the inflation and the prices of everything going up, a lot of people are making the choice not to travel. Now, I don't want to say that this should be the number one priority. If you're having a difficult time paying rent, paying for food, getting by, if you're not working, this probably is not the best time to go anywhere because travel costs money. But um, time and time again on this program, we have discussed ways to make, save, and earn money from anywhere, anytime. This way you can go ahead and get a few extra days out in you know through, throughout your month, throughout the year, to go and have a little bit of adventure. You don't have to go to faraway places all the time even though those are some of the most fun ones, you can go ahead and have an adventure anywhere. It's just about the mindset you bring with you. Now, I, I'm bringing this up now because I've uh, just spent uh, about a week in Michigan, and I went back home to visit family and do a work trip in D.C., and my wife and I are planning on what we're going to be doing kind of for the rest of the year because we're going to be traveling, uh, visiting family, for the holidays, but there's some things that we'd like to do. Um, I'm already planning another trip in January, and we're hoping to go ahead and do another one in February and March. We don't know if we'll be leaving the country. It seems like we'll be staying here for a bit. But with all that said, why are we talking about travel? 
We have not spoken about travel in a long, long time. Well, one, I wanted to talk about something different. We've been talking about a lot of finance stuff. We've been talking about a lot of different things. And uh, yes, I'm not recording from my microphone. I'm recording straight into my laptop in the bedroom so that my wife can go ahead and watch 90 Day Fiance in our main room. Because sometimes as a husband, you got to give a little to get a little. But, um, you know, as I, as I look around our apartment, I see luggage bags, I see maps and travel books and everything. And um, th- this is not going to be a phenomenal year for me so far. There are still some opportunities for it to be. Um, but it's, it's still a good year. I'm very blessed. Things are, things are very good. Uh, right now, we're getting pinched like a lot of you are. Um, I've had a few less clients than I had hoped. Some deals that I thought would go through didn't go through. So things are good. They're just not where I thought they'd be. But it's it's fine because I'm still able to live comfortably and do the things I want. Um, and one of those things is travel. And I've been speaking to a lot of you who are putting off plans until after the inflation settles down, until after things start to go down. And I'm sorry, guys, but I don't see it getting any better. And I think, um, you know, let's just look at money. You can go ahead and recoup money later, but you'll never have that time to go to places when you're young and you're hungry and, uh, you know, hungry for the opportunity to go find things and you're healthy and you've got the time. Uh, I mean, you just don't get those moments back. The money comes and goes, but you don't get those memories. Um, you know, it's just it's just how it is. So... I was talking to a friend of mine at a uh, potluck I went to the other day. He has been to Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi this year, and I think he went to Belize uh, in January as well. So he's gone on some pretty phenomenal international trips. And it, it's just one of those things where we were talking about some of our favorite travel moments, and we're, we're, we're similar in the mindset of we really value the experience versus just the destination. We want the travel. We want the experience that goes with being somewhere and breathing the air and getting to actually have our feet on the ground at some place and engage with people and experience something awesome. So I, I just want to you know, throw this into your mind. Hopefully you won't let this situation get in your head, get, make you think that it's just going to be uh, horrible, make you think that you know, you're not going to get the opportunity. You, Travel, travel is less about where you go and it's more about what you do. And I don't think anyone went ahead and exemplified that more than one of my role models in journalism and a lot of what I do, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, if you have not seen the documentary Roadrunner, which is a, a documentary about his life on HBO Max, it's one of the best um, documentaries I've seen in a very long time. It's incredibly heartwarming. It, it's tragic in many ways because it's Everyone knows Bourdain took his life, um, I think, about four or five years ago. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those situations where we can still look at what was deemed a very enviable life and still see that the, the man encountered his own challenges and struggles. And suicide is a permanent solution to temporary pain. And it's, uh, it, it's just so sad because, you know, a, a daughter – is without her father. A brother is without a brother. A lover is without a lover. And many people are without somebody who got to really give them a glimpse into the wild world around us. But what I always valued from Bourdain was whether he was in 
the mountains of Appalachia or whether he was in Vegas or whether he was in, um, you know, Thailand, France, wherever he was, it wasn't where he went that made it so awesome. It was how he enjoyed his time there. And he often didn't fall into tourist traps. And if you really think about the places he went, yeah, he went to a lot of expensive restaurants, but he, he went to places that you yourself can go. And, um, you know, even though he got paid millions of dollars to do what he did, you don't have to do that to get the experiences that he had. So I went ahead and actually found an article that is from mensjournal.com. I'll go ahead and um, include this in the show notes today. I want to go ahead and just um, read this to you, and I'll go ahead and provide my thoughts throughout. Get inspired for your next trip with a timeless travel advice from Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain was a lot of things. He was a father, a chef, a writer, a martial artist. Uh, plot twist, well, not plot twist. I don't know why I said that. I'm not going to add this out. A professional would. You said you got me. Uh, fun fact, Anthony Bourdain is actually one of the reasons why I started getting into jiu-jitsu. It was around the time I saw Roadrunner and saw how jiu-jitsu had positively changed his life, his health, his mental outlook. He actually competed uh, when he obtained his blue belt and actually won some uh, you know, tournaments. Um, he said that jiu-jitsu was one of the most phenomenal things he did in his life, and outside of cooking, uh, it was one of the things that gave him an uh, immense sense of drive. And it was a f- about a few weeks after I had seen that and actually seen some videos of him competing he quit smoking he quit drinking he was eating more healthy he looks like 10 years younger i i wanted to you know get some of that for myself so because of um learning about that and then listening to um you know joe rogan talk about bourdain's experience competing in jiu-jitsu that's what that was one of the many things that helped get me and i actually think i did an episode um a few months ago with my friend justin hayward where i said it was justin joe rogan and anthony bourdain that got me into jiu-jitsu. So yeah, while people remember him as the traveler, the writer, and the cook, I will always really remember him as the jiu-jitsu practitioner. Anywho, from the moment Bourdain burst into the limelight following the release of his eye-opening 2000 memoir, Kitchen Confidential, he was on the road. His travel schedule only got busier when he drove into television as the host of award-winning programs like a cook's tour, no reservation, and parts unknown. Bourdain tragically took his own life in 2018. By that time he left us, he'd visited dozens of countries, many of them multiple times. Based on that experience alone, it's really no surprise that he had plenty of valuable travel-related wisdom to impart. And because he was a writer, he had a knack for sharing that wisdom in a matter-of-fact, highly quotable terms. Bourdain's name has been, ba- has been back in the headlines lately thanks to Roadrunner, a new documentary celebrating his life, as well as a new book, World Travel, an Irreverent Guide, co-authored by his longtime colleague, Lori Wolver. Those releases have introduced Bourdain to a whole new crop of fans and are further proof that his unique worldview continues to inspire today. Keep reading for a few of these pieces of blah, 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 blah including several from men's journals. I'll need to go ahead and read that like a moron. We'll just go ahead and jump into the list, shall we? One, get off the couch and go. 
Perhaps the best piece of travel advice Bourdain ever shared was his encouragement to just do it. It's just one thing to daydream about traveling, and another entirely to save up, plan a trip, board a plane, and jet off into the unknown. Bourdain recognized that, but encouraged people to get up and go all the time. If I'm an advocate for anything, it's to move as far as you can as much as you can, the late chef said on Parts Unknown. Across the ocean, or simply across the river, the extent you could, of which you can walk in someone else's shoes, or at least eat their food, it's a plus for everybody. Open your mind, get up, off the couch, and move. Bourdain admitted to struggling with motivation himself on occasion, but he worked hard to stay open to the world around him. Look, I understand that, that inside me there's a greedy, gluttonous, lazy hippie, he told Men's Journal in 2014. There's a guy inside me who wants to lay in bed and smoke weed all day and watch cartoons and old movies. I could easily do that. My whole life is a series of, st of stratagems to avoid and outwit that guy. Two, choose novels over guidebooks. Bourdain was a ravenous reader from an early age. He devoured classics like Heart of Darkness and the French comic book series The Adventures of Tintin long before he ever achieved his fame. Literature had a major effect on the way he traveled. Instead of consulting guidebooks, he encouraged his admirers to seek out novels about the places they planned to visit, such as reading The Sheltering Sky by Paul Bowles before visiting North Africa, or Graham's Greene's The Quiet American before a trip to Vietnam. Read up, but not the guidebooks, he told Sherman Travels in 2013. Read novels by people who spent a long period of time on the street level there, ex-intelligence officers, NGO workers. It doesn't matter how old the book is. It'll give you a sense of how a place smells, feels, the little intricacies. I can't talk sometimes. I apologize. Annoyances and delights of a place. Three, pack smart. Bourdain traveled a lot, so it's no surprise that he had packing down to a science. The interest... Intri God damn it. How can I not say this word? The intric... Intricacies, the intricacies. I went to college, I promise you. I'm smart. I can read in English. The intricacies of packing obviously vary from, the per from person to person and trip to trip. But the beloved chef had a few pieces of overachieving advice. First and foremost, he preferred suitcases to backpacks. Sorry, backpackers. And he had particular fondness for the luggage brand Toomey. I don't like having to worry about taking it easy on luggage when I'm throwing it in an overhead bin or tossing it on the tarmac, he told Ben's Journal in January 2018. So I travel with a piece of near-bulletproof Toomey luggage, and that can take a beating and fits absolutely everything I need. Not to mention if shit goes in, I can hide behind it. Oh, wait, no. I can't talk because I'm tired. I'm reading this from my room. I'm reading this into my laptop. It's an afternoon. Please, I'm trying to get you the content. Let me reread that so I don't have to spend time re-editing. Not to mention if shit goes down, i.e. somebody's going to start shooting at him because he went to some pretty dangerous places. Not to mention if shit goes down, I can hide behind it. And Toomey has a good repair policy if you do damage it. Uh, I promise you, I'm, I, I is a good reader. I promise. In, in that interview and others like it, Bourdain also shed a light on the items he never, he never travels without. In, highlights include moleskin notebooks for writing, sunglasses, a pair of desert boots, a workhorse knife, and several first-aid essentials. Four, arrive hungry. This is one that speaks to my heart. 
truly. It's no secret that Anthony Bourdain liked food, but he wasn't a fan of all food. The grub served on airplanes, in particular, tended to spark his ire. In fact, he recommended avoiding it altogether, choosing to save his stomach for the delicious fare awaiting him on the ground. No one has ever felt better after eating plain food, Bourdain told Bon Appetit in 2016. I think people only eat it because they're bored. They don't eat on planes. I, I don't eat on planes. I like to arrive hungry. Of course, the prospect of starving oneself on a long flight, say 19-hour haul from New York City to Singapore, isn't exactly appealing. In such situations, Bourdain would cave and order food, but only on specific items. For a super long flight, I'd order cheese and a shitload of pork, he said. I'd eat some cheese and drink myself stupid. As for bringing your own food on a plane, maybe think twice, unless you want to be the most despised person in the cabin. 5. Eat and drink with the locals. Whether you order food on a plane or not, the, re the real culinary adventure begins when you arrive at your destination. At that point, Bourdain recommended complete open-mindedness, not just when it comes to eating new things, but also eating with new people. He applied the same open-minded approach to drinking with locals as well. To see a Saudi family behind closed doors, to get drunk with Vietnamese rice farmers, he told Boots and All, expands one hor one's horizons and level of tolerance. Just be careful when the drinks start flowing in Russia, as he cautioned in his 2001 book, A Cook's Tour. They're professionals in Russia. So no matter how many jello shots or Jaeger shooters you could have downed at college, mi at college mixers, no matter how good a drinker you might think you are, don't forget that the Russians, any Russian, can drink you under the table, he wrote. I don't think a lot of people are going to be traveling to Russia anytime soon. Just kind of shows you how the world changes, huh? To do six, venture off the beaten path. Bourdain lived by the expression, be a traveler, not a tourist. He loathed vigorous itineraries and advocated countless times throughout his career for venturing off the beaten path and opening yourself to surprises. Do we really want to travel in hermetically sealed putmobiles throughout the rural provinces of France, Mexico, and the Far East, eating only in hard rock cafes and McDonald's, or do we want to eat without fear, tearing into the local stew, the humble taqueria's mystery meat, the sincerely offered gift of a lightly grilled fish head? Bourdain wrote in Kitchen Confidential. I know what I want. I want it all. I want to try everything at once. 7. Don't let travel keep you from getting a workout. Anthony Bourdain is, be is best known as a food lover and avid traveler, but he had other interests too. Uh, chief among them was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He went so far as to call himself a BJJ addict in a 2017 interview with Men's Journal. And he didn't just train when he was home. Bourdain adapted fit a fitness routine to his life on the road, jamming his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gi into his luggage on every trip and seeking out training at local gyms no matter where he was in the world. Look, I'm an addict, he said of his obsession of BJJ. There's something that ticks for me. I find myself going to pretty great lengths to get my time in. I train wherever I go, no matter what city I'm in. If there is a gym that calls itself jiu-jitsu, I will be there. I will just walk into class. I don't like to do the private. I don't like to do privates on the road. While traveling, Bourdain tended to do his workouts in the morning. He saw it as a great way to balance all the lavish eating he did while globetrotting. I wake up, have a little water, and then it's straight there. It's incredible for you physically, he said. 
I always feel incredible afterwards. There's perfect countervailing. It was a perfect countervailing force against my life as a professional glutton. Eight, prepare to be proven wrong. Bourdain always came across as a guy who had it all figured out, a person of unwavering principle with a profound understanding of the world around him. Yet, he professed to be wrong about a lot, and he viewed that as a positive thing, especially while traveling. I have an operating principle that I am perfectly willing, if not eager, to believe that I'm completely wrong about everything, Bourdain told Men's Journal. I have a tattoo on my arm that says in ancient Greek, I am certain of nothing. I think that's a good operating principle. I love showing up to places thinking it's going to be one way and having all sorts of stupid love showing up to the place thinking it's going to be one way and, you know, just being something completely different. All sorts of uh, preconceptions and prejudices, poof, gone. And then in a painful, embarrassing way, being proven wrong. I like that. If you can get a little bit smarter about the world every day, it's a win. Nine, let travel change you. Travel can be a profound travel can be a profound effect on the person, whether it's through eating unfamiliar food, meeting new people, or learning something surprising about a place you thought you had all figured out. Bourdain was adamant that it's about that that it's important to lean into that reality and let travel change you, even if it hurts. Travel isn't always pretty, he wrote in his 2007 book, No Reservations, Around the World on Empty Stomach. It isn't always comfortable. Sometimes it hurts. It even breaks your heart. But that's okay. The journey changes you. It should change you. It should, lead, it should leave marks on your memory. But that, um, on your consciousness, on your heart, on your body. You take something with you. Hopefully, you leave something good behind. Well... This is a bit of a shorter episode, but sometimes they should be. I don't want to go on about it. I hope maybe while the summer is still here and while we've got some good weather, ignore the media, ignore the news, ignore online, ignore the politicians, ignore all those people. If your heart is pulling you to a destination, you have an obligation to yourself to fulfill it. Maybe it'll be the best opportunity you took to do something awesome in your life soon. So W. Martinez, as always, be safe, be good. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. 
You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there.